0: Hello
1: and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing. And unfortunately today, my co-host Jennifer Lemons-Laycock cannot make it, but I have pulled together a great show with my friend and cohort, Scott Vanak, who is the senior SEO at uh, my company, Stepforth Web Marketing. And uh, I brought uh, Scott on today because uh, there's, a, there's a very interesting um, article he did a while back that just seemed to really fit perfectly. It's called How to Optimize for Google. Uh, it's a three part series, so we're going to break this up into three parts. There's a lot of information you'd put in there. Um, and, uh, well, welcome, Scott. Thanks for coming.
2: Hey, thanks for having me today.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be good to just go through this. We both know each other pretty well, so it should be a nice casual chat. And, uh, um, you know, I- I'll try not to throw any curveballs your way. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Um, so, what-, what prompted this? How to optimize for Google?
2: Well, you know, it's probably one of the most common questions I hear from clients and uh, and just anybody in general. You know, I'll get emails from various articles. Well, what do you do for Google? How do you do this? How do you do this? And, and there aren't a lot of step-by-step guides or, or really
1: detailed
2: uh, help out there. So I thought, well, why not?
1: Well, it was certainly well received. Uh, the comments uh, certainly portray that. And I know it was syndicated elsewhere, so that's great. If anyone wants to see this article we're discussing, it's on uh, news.stepforth.com. In our blog, and uh, just type in Optimize for Google" in our search, and you, know, you should find it there. We'll probably move it to the front page and a link, just to make things easier. But uh, for now, let's start off. Um, you know, it's a short show, so let's start off with the right keywords. That's one the, the section that you discussed at the beginning there. Um, you know, keywords is it's pretty much a, a science unto itself, and even to say that here, you know, let's let's just touch on it because frankly, we could go on forever. Um, what are, the, what are the things that you, you feel are, are most important to, to keep in mind when you're picking your keywords?
2: Well, I, you know, the, there are so many factors, like you said, and, and we don't want to go into too much detail, but when it comes to picking the right keyword, you definitely want to look at a few key things. First of all, is it even a cheat? well, Okay, actually, we'll back up even from there. How many people are searching for it? If nobody's searching for a key phrase, obviously it's useless. Why, why even bother with it? Um, so find right. some keywords that people are searching for. Uh, after you've you know got an idea, you want to make sure that you have a chance of even attaining rankings for it. If you've got a brand new website and you've got a couple pages about how some diet worked for you, going after the phrase "weight loss is you know never gonna happen. <laughs> so you, you want to make sure your target industry that you're going after and the competition is is feasible and once you know if it's obtainable, then you want to branch down from there and and you know dig up some more keyword phrases and and try to find whatever's the best fit for your site.
1: Yeah, we've never heard anyone ask for a, a ranking on with a small site like that, have we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. no, never. Uh, maybe yeah, maybe yeah, twice a day. It's quite yeah. common. <laughs> um, you know, people so, they, they think
2: it's best, but
1: they, they just yeah, don't necessarily so, know. So, so tell me, uh, when it comes down to to the keywords you mentioned, you know, you got to find out what keywords work and, and what don't, like what actually has traffic. How would you find that out?
2: Well, you know, back in the day we'd use Word Tracker and Keyword Discovery, and you know, you kind of get a rough idea of what people are searching for. But now, you know, Google AdWords Keyword Tool, not that recently, you know, maybe a few months ago, they've started giving actual search numbers and average monthly searches for each specific phrase you want to look at. And, and that's really the best tool out there now because you can see what people are searching for in Google and get more precision. Um, I, I'm skeptical that the numbers are exact, but certainly they're going to be better than any other third party that's making estimates. Um, the, the the actual domain for that, it's kind of tricky to find. Uh, so I usually just do a search in Google for Google Keyword Tool, and they come up number one in some long URL or whatever. Um, free to use, you don't need an AdWords account anymore, and, and it gives you some good insight there.
1: Excellent. So, I know some of the things that you can do in Keyword Discovery, uh, that's the one I like to use. Um, <clears throat> I know it tends to, do. you can do misspellings, you can do all this stuff. Can you do that with uh, the Google keyword tool?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You, know, you, can, you can plunk in your specific misspellings if you want, or you can just do search for, uh, You know, say you're looking for real estate, type in real estate, and it'll come up with uh, various synonyms if you select that option, and it'll give you any misspellings that actually have searches and anything that Google sees that people are searching for. Uh, they'll just come up in the list automatically, so you don't even have to specifically try it. Uh, if you have a specific uh, misspelling, like a common one is accommodation with one M, uh, you can just type that in there, and it'll come up. If if there are any numbers associated, or it'll come up and say not, not enough data. if There isn't anybody searching for it.
1: Okay, so uh, without this becoming a big keyword research or, or k- keyword yeah a keyword keyword research talk topic, um, what where would you put stuff like that? Let's say it's it's your misspellings So like you find out that <laughs> I mean I, it's rare, but it's it's possible to find. Um, the misspelling of a word, the second most uh, searched phrase. Um, so what, what would you do with that? Well, you know, there's not a lot you can do with it. I mean,
2: certainly you don't want to use it in your headings or necessarily even in your title tag because it can destroy the credibility of your site. If it's a subtle enough misspelling or one that's so common that very few people know the difference, you may want to use it within your body. Um, you know, I, I try not to focus too much on misspellings, especially now that Google says oh, hey, did you mean to search for whatever? And then people are going to click that more often than not, and your, your misspelling is, isn't going to matter anyways. So I tend to include them in places like image alt tags and maybe in your meta description. Uh, I don't want to go into the meta keyword tag right now, but you might want to include it in there. Um, but I try not to put too much focus on it, unless it's something that's a fairly mainstream misspelling, like, uh, or maybe like two words that can be seen as one word, stuff like that.
1: Okay, yeah. I know, I know for me, I, I usually recommend to, to clients when I'm working with them that, um, and we mentioned not to touch it necessarily, but the keyword meta tag is is really good for putting in jargon and misspellings, especially industry jargon. Uh, we're we're rampant with it in our industry, but uh, I find it a very effective way of just perhaps getting a few long tail searches. Um, you know, you you just might get that ranking. You must might, you know, it may not be number one, but you never know. It might be number one. Uh, it works well. Well, that's well. just
2: it. And quite often with so, misspellings, you might find that people just aren't targeting them, so then you get a better chance of ranking for them. So.
1: Very true. So website optimization, I guess that's the next step then. Um, you know, we've, we found out what the keywords are. Um, you know, what, what keyword, um, or how do you work that keyword into the, the, the tags, the content, all that stuff? So let's start, let's start with the title tag. I mean there's a lot to go with here. So how would you formulate a, a title tag the most effective way?
2: Well, first of all, I want to say the title tag is probably the most important thing you can do to your website when it comes to SEO. If you're going to do absolutely nothing else, you probably want to fix your title tags. They're just critical still, um, you know. And in almost all cases, you're going to want your target phrase right at the start of the title tag. Uh, if you're going after real estate or, or, you know, a location, real estate, Seattle, real estate, whatever, you want to put that Seattle real estate and then your other info. Uh, you know, if you do a search in Google for just about any phrase under the sun, you're going to find the majority of the top ten results have that target phrase near the start of their title tag, and at the very least, it'll be included in that title tag. Uh, mm-hmm. Quite often, you know, I used to always say use it three times. Uh, That goes back a little ways. Now I'm, you know, use it once or twice. I try not to use a target phrase three times in a in a title. Uh, Sometimes there is an excuse to do so, but uh, and and one thing you got to remember too is when you're doing a search in Google and you look, all the titles that you're seeing are the actual title tags on the websites that are ranking. So uh, if I said that right. Um, so you want to make sure that you know that people are going to read your title tag when they do a search and see your site in Google. So you don't want to just stuff it. You don't want it to look ugly. You need it to be easy to read and a little
1: catchy if you can. So try to get a bit yeah, of a hook I, in that
2: title
1: Yeah, a call to action, exactly. And, and, and another thing, too, is uh, you're, you're saying there that the keyword needs to go at the beginning. Well, <clears throat> the reason, and I, I know why you say that, because, frankly, you know, to put a little topic or spin on this, it's because most of the time when we get sites to optimize, um, I know you and I have both pulled our hair over this, we've found entire sites with the um, welcome or .com or whatever at the beginning. And, and, and it's like ah, the keyword's barely showing up. It does show up there sometimes, most often, but usually at the end of the title tag. And, and, and the reason I, I point that out is um, I really believe it's a keyword priority. And I and know that's essentially putting into one phrase a lot of what you were just saying. Keyword priority is key. And, and we're going to play that out throughout the rest of this as well. Um, but before we do that, uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll touch on keyword priority. Go
3: behind the scenes of SEO 101 with their Facebook fan page. Search for SEO 101 Podcast on Facebook now. SEO
0: 101 will be back right after recess.
3: Localpages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you.
0: Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm.
1: Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm with Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing. That's me. And my guest today, Scott Van Ack. Uh, Scott's the Hi. senior SEO at Stepforth Web Marketing. Um, he's been doing this for a long time. And today we're uh, discussing how to optimize for Google. This is part one of three parts. And uh, we were just discussing the title tag and uh, uh, you know how you need to uh... formulated to make it work best for you and scott was explaining and is read on the money that the title tag is key i mean i've actually heard people say that the title tag can be you know if you just optimize your entire site and just do the title tag you're gonna get uh... The majority of uh... the benefit right there from optimization i mean that is the key of optimization to start with um, obviously you need content there's other stuff but the title tag is is very critical um, now, we're just, just talking about keyword priority, and, and that's something we're going to be discussing here, too, um, in the next part, which is the meta-description tag. Now, is there any difference in how you do the meta-description tag over the title tag, Scott?
2: I find quite often they end up being very similar. Um, one main difference with the description tag is that more often than not, people are not going to see it. Um, so you don't have to focus as heavily on the call to action, although if your site is limited on content or... Maybe your content isn't focused enough. Well, you're probably not going to rank anyways. But if you do happen to rank, uh, there's a good chance you might see the description tag coming up in the Google search results. So you want to make sure that if people do see it, it'll make sense. You do want a little bit of a call to action there. Um, And again, like the title tag, you want to keep your target phrase close to the start as possible. Um, Things like like you mentioned with the title tag, the welcome uh, home. Uh, welcome to com You know, keep that stuff near the end, or don't even include it. I mean, you're better if you don't include it. But if you're going to include it, keep it near the end.
1: What would you say the limit of the what? How big can the description tag be?
2: Uh, well, I tend to try to keep them uh, relatively short. You know, ten to fifteen words, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, I sort of see the upper limit being around thirty words. Uh, very seldom do I do anything that big. If I'm working on a client's website and I look at their description tag. You know, quite often you'll see 50, 60, 70 words. Sometimes I've seen they'll take their whole front paragraph from their main page and, and dump it in their description tag, and it's just ridiculous. So, But try to keep it definitely under 30 words is, is my general rule. Um, shorter than that is better. So, you know, about 15 words or so is usually what I find to be ideal.
1: I wish I could remember. At one point, uh, I remember reading an article stating that <clears throat> the the average length that Google actually shows. Is it 22 words? I forget. Within the description, Like, there's an average. <laughs> uh,
2: you know what? You've totally got me. I, I do remember seeing that at all. And for the life of me, I can't remember the exact number. But that does sound about right, somewhere in the 20-word 20, 20 range. You know,
1: I mean, it doesn't matter. It's it's something that I think that um, is just sort of an in- intriguing point. But uh, I, I've always said 22 words. Let's go max, 22. 30, you're right. 30 is you know whatever it's going to have a little bit of a dot 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 at the end of the description that shows up in google but if anything that's almost like a lead-in as well uh, so it works out well, well. yeah uh, it can be for sure yeah so the meta keyword tag um that's the next thing we discussed it mainly but um would, would you like to make any more points about that we talked about keyword uh, you know adding um uh, jargon and misspellings is there anything more important about that that you would like to mention
2: uh, there's not a lot to it. I mean, the meta keyword tag, depending on who you ask, some people say it, it does absolutely nothing. Some people say it helps. I, I lean towards nothing, but I think it does still play a very minor role. Like like you said, for including things like misspellings, um, that sort of thing. Um, I think the real critical thing to know about the keyword meta tag is do not stuff it with spam. Uh, you know, spam has been around for so long, and people, you would think everybody would know not to stuff their keyword meta tag by now. But every time I start a new client, I swear they've got a couple pages that have that keyword tag stuffed. Um, <laughs> just don't do it. What, what, uh, what is you, stuffing? What, what do you mean by that? Uh, in most cases, I would say including the, any given phrase more than three times. But, uh, you know, you can get away with five, maybe even six times or what have you. But every now and then you'll see a page and they've got the same key keyword target phrase in there 20, 30, 40 times. You know, and you definitely don't want to do that.
1: It <laughs> sounds like the old <laughs> days back in <laughs> 97 when... When I started, that was everywhere. I mean, that was how you got. That's how you got rankings. It's just (laughs) you should be
3: saving for the future, but savings accounts suck, and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Savevesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers four to six percent returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit StairsApp.com
1: today. They were so it's unique that it's still everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thankfully, we won't find them in the top ten very often. Anyway. Um, no, that's right. So, one of the things that you know, back in the old days, keyword density was a big issue. Um, <clears throat> I know that you know, in house here, at worth we we talk about it occasionally, but we don't you know, put a lot of weight on it. It's more of an interest um, based. Um, concept now, for the the, the listeners, uh, if you don't know what that is, essentially keyword density is how many times your the primary key phrase you want to get ranked for is appearing within your content in comparison to the other content on the page. So um, the and um, um, varies industry all these words may be on the page, but your main phrase is. Um, say main phrase is keyword density well how many times does that actually appear in the page in ratio to the rest of it and and then once upon a time people used to say oh you have to have a five point some odd six percent uh keyword density to get a ranking in google and it was it's a 4.0 for alta vista i, I was guilty of that at one point um but things have well, changed a while. lot it, it did work i know and, and i i've been in in pretty intense discussions with people that think it's just whatever baloney but i hey it worked and it based a business on it and it worked very well um now, nowadays, what do you think? Do you, uh, you know, I, don't, I don't know just exactly how much uh, it has any play in all, at all anymore. What do you think?
2: Well, I think it definitely has a play to a degree. Um, you, know, you don't need to get anal. Like you said, I need 5.683%. You know, um, I think it varies based on every industry and every search phrase you can imagine. So my, my general rule is you know, take a look at the top 10 ranking sites for your given search phrase and check out the density for that phrase on those pages. And then typically, I'll go for about an average. Um, you know, if you find the average of the top 10 is somewhere around 7%, well, shoot for that as a goal. And if you can only work in 6% or 5%, don't sweat it. You know, don't stress at all. I need to need to fit this in here somewhere because it's not really going to play that big of a role. It might, but you know, you don't need to stress about it. Um, and when well, you take those averages. Oh.
1: Yeah, well, I'm just okay. thinking, let's just throw that out the window because, I mean, we're thinking about it. Um, the people who are listening. They're not going to have anything to do that kind of research with. So let's just say, you know, you need to have your keyword show up a certain amount of times in your page. You're really not going to be, you know, in trouble by having a couple times more. And I think that's where um, uh, a lot of the search industry now, and that's where our density, you know, we use it just as a fun, as a test in a sense. It's like a a, a, a check at the end, um, or, you know, we're doing a, our, our boxes we're making sure we've done everything right um but when it comes right down to it just having the right amount of keywords on your page uh, mixed in it, it's got to be readable all that stuff seems to make the most sense right
2: oh absolutely and, and it comes to the keyword tag as well the same idea with spam don't overdo it um, that's yeah. another big area where density plays a factor. don't go 40 50 percent or you're screwed um yeah. and you see that
1: too. <laughs> so it's, it's like a technical term um uh, some of our old school SEOs like myself and, and, and Scott, we just use it. Uh, we, we bat it around a lot. And if you do hear anyone mention keyword density, uh, really all it is is just how many times have you used the phrase on the page in comparison to everything else? And, uh, you know, 50%, well, obviously that page is garbage because you're obviously over trying to over-optimize the page. The fact is you write for your users and the content has to then work for search engines as an alter- alternative. I mean, it's not your goal. Your goal is to make sure that when people get to your site, they stay, there and they want, it, and they want to, uh, well, hopefully, want to buy or, or read more, whatever your your key goal is on the site. So, uh, body text and keyword placement, and we've discussed a bit about um, you know, what you know, how you should, how many times, or you know, estimates of what you should be doing on the page. But where do you put these words, you know, the key phrase? What what areas on the page are key, Scott? Uh,
2: well, you know, you definitely want your target phrase to appear somewhere near the top of the page. Um, you know, it's not so particular that you have to have it as the very first thing that Google sees, although if you can make it the very first thing that Google sees, that's definitely a good thing, um, in most cases, anyways. Uh, you know, you want it near the top. You want it in some of the key paragraphs near the, the beginning of your body. Um, you know, if you include it in a heading tag, great, excellent. Uh, including it in your navigation, that type of stuff is good. Um, but, yeah, you definitely want... Some Some occurrences near the top of the
0: page.
1: Yeah, and, you know, it's funny. I I was thinking about that and and the heading tag. That's a pet peeve of mine lately. I've been running to a lot of sites where they use the heading tag and, like, the welcome. It's on the page. (laughs) You know, welcome to um, j and com or J&J whatever. And and it's like, uh, no, your site's actually about I'm selling these widgets. So, um uh, welcome. Putting welcome to it just—it's just a waste of space. And the heading one tag is to me is paramount. I, I get so much effect from that. I've—I've—I've I've, I've, I've seen it make a difference in, in two, three, sometimes four ranking spots. Um, it just—it has so much emphasis. Um, um, granted, those are probably less competitive phrases, but they do it does play a role. So, everyone out there, please do not use welcome in your your heading tag. <laughs> just <you> know, <laughs> I'll just second make them that. Happy, and it'll give you a few. Uh, uh, I think it can actually help help your rankings. But uh, before we continue on, uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll touch on uh, keywords in the URL and keywords in the domain.
0: SEO 101 will be back right after recess.
2: it out from the professionals at bruce clay incorporated for over 10 years offices worldwide they've got answers you need check them out today
3: at bruce clay.com bruce clay incorporated quality partners quality search abcsearch.com oh wise master I've climbed up this mountain to seek your wisdom yes how can I help you my son I've traveled far to ask why my business isn't growing. You are on top of this mountain when you should be on topnichnetworks.com. But I need answers. You should be on topnichnetworks.com, specializing in direct marketing and lead generation, as well as list management. Topnichenetworks.com has exclusives and leading payouts. They welcome new affiliates with hot offers.
2: We don't seem to get the results we need at a price we can afford.
3: Topnichenetworks.com will work on a performance-only basis, so you only pay for results. Topnichnetworks.com has the the answers that you've been seeking for making your business a success on a performance-only basis. And that's a good thing, because my butt's falling asleep.
0: Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Okay, class. Take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
1: Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm with myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. And my guest today, Scott Vanak, who is the senior SEO at Stepforth as well. Um, Before the break, we were discussing um, essentially body text, where you should be putting keywords on a page, and it's all around the topic, which is how to optimize on Google. Um, So with that in mind, uh, synonyms, that's something you've mentioned here. So can you give me some info on that? I'm I'm just reading this, and, and for some reason, it's not clicking right away. So let me think. So synonyms would be like the long tail, right? Uh, well, Actually, just alternative words for the same word. So, for example, if you're using hotel and,
2: and you want Victoria hotels, consider using words like accommodations and lodging and even tourism and travel. Uh, the best way to know what synonyms to include in your site uh, is to go into Google, do a search for tilde and then your target phrase. And tilde, you know, if you hold down shift and hit that key to the left of your one on your keyboard, um, if you've got a, a regular keyboard, you'll get your little squiggly tilde there and uh, and then look at the results that Google gives you. Anything that's in bold, Google considers to be a synonym for the phrase that you search for. And if you include that phrase within your site, uh, you get a little bit of extra relevance because Google sees that as related to your target phrase. And so it's not something you have to do. But if you know you're you're trying to fit your target phrase into a paragraph and you don't want to sound overly repetitive, see what other synonyms Google sees for that phrase and include that instead. And then you can. Clean up your writing a bit. You you still keep the re- the relevance up there, and uh, you know you just might help your rankings out.
1: Yeah, and, and something I'd like to note is uh, those are great points, and I think that it's 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 key these days. Uh, I'm actually working with a, a couple clients now, where I'm trying to turn the things on its, on on its head. I'm essentially working with them from the beginning with their web designer to make sure the site is created SEO friendly from the beginning, and I mean that's a dream world. But in this case, what we're doing is we're actually creating this keyword list right right off the top. And we're thinking, OK, these are your your goal phrases. These are the different pages in your site. What are the goals for each page in your site? OK, we've got that established. Now, what are the synonyms? What are the things we can look at and include in the copyright when that page is written? So we're going to be able to put this list for each page in front of the writer who's doing the content on that page so they can just keep in mind what phrases they should try and use when they're writing it. Obviously, this is an ideal situation. Most people don't think about this before they start their website, but I'm hoping that that, that's going to change sometime soon. But that's a good idea for doing any kind of new page on your site as well. Just have this list in front of you and keep it in mind when you're doing the work. Now, how about keywords in the URL? How how do you like to work that, Scott?
2: Well, you know, it's not something I would necessarily go and change. If a site is well-indexed and established, I wouldn't go and mess around with the URLs and change them, because then you're dealing with redirects and all kinds of other stuff to make it work. Um, but if you're adding a new page, the good rule of thumb is, you know, how can I categorize this, or, or how can I set up the hierarchy of my site so that I've got keywords in there? So, for example, if your your site is a travel-related site, you might want all your hotels that you're listing to be within a hotel subfolder. And then that word hotel or hotels will end up in the URL string for those internal pages, and that, uh gets a little bit of play with Google. They can see that relevance, they can tie that in, and it can help with your rankings a little bit.
1: Hmm. Excellent. Okay, so um, I know that, you know, if someone's got a whole bunch of gobbledygook in their URLs, which are essentially all those extraneous characters, like um, and the ampersand, which is, looks like the enzyme and sign, and all the stuff that's in there, that, that can be a bit of a mess, and, and Google identifies that as a dynamic site. So if you've got these static URLs, which in the sense of what Scott's talking about, you know, you've got these subdirectories, and you've got .html as the, the file name. This can be created on any site, even a dynamic site. So um, uh, I think that uh, I know Google recently said that it doesn't really matter, but when it comes right down to it, um, we, uh, we do believe it does at Stepworth. And uh, I, I do see having these keywords in there as quite important. Now, that said, I agree with Scott, too. You don't want to just go willy-nilly changing all your URLs. I mean, that's... <laughs> That could be quite the nightmare. I've had that recently, and it's a lot. Of- <laughs> um, so just keep that in mind. And there's lots of content, lots of articles out there. This is a whole other subject we could do a whole hour on probably. Um, now, we're getting close to the end here, so I want to just whip through a few things here. So we talked about heading tags. Now, um, let's just touch on link-anchored text. So what, what do you exactly mean by link-anchored text, Scott, just for, for those out there that are maybe new to this?
2: Yeah, well, in your main site navigation where people are clicking from one page to the next, the text that you actually click on is your link anchor text, the text that actually contains the link. And when you can have those links utilize your target phrase, you can get a little bit of extra weight on both the page that's linking and the page you're linking to. Um, It just kind of helps Google see a bit more relevance in there and and spreads a a little bit more love throughout
1: your site. Okay, great. So, um... Let's tie that right into the next one, which is site navigation. Or essentially, we've touched on a lot of the other stuff. Site navigation, what what should a person keep in mind when they're looking at um, creating a, a navigation within their site that not only is usable for people who are actually using the site, but can be navigated and and, and the links can be followed by a search engine?
2: Well, yeah, you know what, when it comes to site navigation, I would say it's probably the second most important thing. Title tags are up there. Site navigation is probably your second thing you want to look at. And like you said, you want to make sure Google can spider your site, and they can do that through image-based navigation. They can do it through text-based navigation. So if you have an image button um, or a text link for your, you know, your header navigation across the top of your page or down the left-hand side, those are probably your best means. Um, and then you know Google can get through and see your whole site. Now, JavaScript and DHTML, If you're going to go fancier and do that kind of stuff, sometimes Google can see the links, sometimes they can't. So you really want to. Be and what does that look like?
1: Think. Well, what does the JavaScript well, some- and DHTML look like?
2: You know it can look like? Just about anything. Uh, sometimes it'll look like a basic text link, in which case, why are they doing it? I don't know. Um, but you see it happen. Um, JavaScript, uh, typically you see the both both of those two used more with drop-down menus. And, and you know, some are search-friendly, some aren't. And so if you want to use a drop-down menu, what I suggest, if you can find a website out there that utilizes that same drop-down menu, go in and take a look at Google's cached I might get a little too technical, sorry, but Google's cache text version of that page. And if Google can see those links, you're safe. Go for it. If Google cannot see them, don't do it. You're going to kill yourself. Don't do it. You
1: now, I'm just going to quickly tell people how to do that. Essentially, you just go into Google, type in the URL within the search box um, of the page you were at, or copy and paste it, I should say, and what it'll come up with is, um, or, you know, essentially come up with the page and how it's ranked. Um, or the pages associated with it and all that sort of stuff. But generally, the page is there, and you can just click on a button or a link that's next to the the, the listing that appears. It says "cache." Click on that, and then the cache will come up, which is exactly what Google has is a copy of your page in its index. And then on the right, I think it's on the top right. It says "text top version." Right. You can just click on that and see what what you're seeing there. Is it top right? I think so. It used to be, anyways. Yeah. I think it still is. Okay. Um, so, thanks thanks a lot for coming, Scott. I, this is, uh, I think this is turning out really well. I, I'm pretty excited. It's going to be a good three-part series. Um, next time, we're going to be discussing uh, uh, links, how to get links, uh, what it takes to uh, make sure the links you get are good quality, um, uh, the various controversial issues, such as paid links, uh, definitely a, a touchy one. It's something that uh, many people should totally avoid, uh, if not all. Uh forums, different ways of of just, there's a ton of ways you can get links, and we might even add on a little bit with some of the info we learned as of recently. This uh, article is not 100% up to date. You know, there's always stuff we can add, and we do learn things every day. Um, And then we'll get into Google Webmaster Tools. So um, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, on behalf of myself, uh, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepworth Web Marketing, and my temporarily absent co-host, Jennifer Evans-Laycock, Director of Social Media at SiteLogic. Thanks for joining us today. We're looking forward to next week's edition of SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm.